Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey there, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Amy McDonald here. Hope you're doing great. So, uh, as I have started this new kind of um, practice, routine, ritual, uh, let's kick it off with some celebrations. I would like to do a big celebration to all of my clients who have done Valentine's promotions of some form or another. Uh, they know who they are. Congratulations, everybody. And I've seen a beautiful um, variety of initiatives and outcomes, and it's been just really great. So well done uh, to my clients and anybody else who smashed it with a Valentine's pro- type promotion. Um, congratulations and, and thank you for having some new people come to yoga. That's a, that's a great gift that you've given to, to the world. Uh, in particular, I'd like to do a shout out to Ainsley, who had just shared with me this morning that she had 23 new people sign up to her monthly membership uh, for her online studio. So that is fantastic. And when we started working together, what, two months ago, I guess, Ainsley, what is it? First, nearly bloody March. Um, you know, her target was to have uh, 100 people in her online studio and she's definitely over two-thirds of the way there. So look out, Mother's Day, we'll find the rest of those people and she's away and, and going for it. And what, one of the things that, you know, I was talking to another one of my clients this morning, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm really, really, really loving helping people with right now is um, having great results, sharing your yoga with the people who needed all of the good things that we talk about here, but in a way that is the most easeful for you. You know, one of my clients today, she's launching a new program and she had a really big week. So she's, it's, it's a only a week to go until the end of her early bird rate. And she said to me, well, should I change the early bird rate since I haven't started promoting it yet? And I said, well, why don't you just keep it the same as it is and still get your target? Like with the, like, just give yourself a week. And, and she sort of thought, well, does that mean she has to work extra hard because she's got a whole lot of other things on the go and she doesn't have a whole lot of time to commit to this thing? And I said, well, what about if we decide that we're still available for the deadline to be the same? We're still available for the same number of um, participants to sign up for the early bird, but let's let's see. Wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be playful? Wouldn't it be delightful to see if you can still achieve those things within the time frame that you've set for yourself. And so I lovingly invite you to consider if you've set yourself a target or a goal, or if there's things that need to get done, if there's anywhere where you're kind of feeling like it's going to be onerous or heavy, or like you're holding on too tight to it, what might it feel like today to just loosen it up and, you know, approach it with a bit more of that playful energy, a bit more kind of 
you know, joy and uh, curiosity rather than feeling really white knuckled about it. Um, just loosen it up, loosen it up. I want to say hello to Louise. He sent me just the nicest voice memo. Love those. Thanks for that, lovely. So nice to hear your voice. Uh, and, you know, just to everybody who listens to this goddamn thing, you're just all so awesome. So today we're going to be talking about um, a little bit of storytelling, of course, because I love it, um, but about, you know, something that's really struck home for me Um it's been building up and because I live in a giant island in the middle of nowhere, it's not as intense here in Australia as it is in other parts of the world. But it's really become apparent to me that, man, can folks get quick to judge. <laughs> Woo-wee. Can people get quick to judge? And, um, and is that useful? And I'm not talking about discernment. I'm just talking about judgy, 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 judgy. And so here's what we need to lay some foundations that are going to include a pop culture reference, a dating analogy, and a piece of mythology from the Ramayana. But before, of course, I jump into those things, here are your PSAs for this episode of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast 1. If you are coming to Yoga and Story, which is my six-week applied yoga mythology discussion club, oh my God, I love everything about that phrase, Uh, you've got until Wednesday night to get yourself signed up. I am not getting all of the, are you in the Facebook group? Nonsense happening on Thursday because we start on Friday and that's in the future for some of you. Well, Friday's in the future for all of us, unless you've just popped back in your DeLorean to say, g'day. Uh, but it might be your Thursday. Anyway, Friday, uh, Wednesday, the 24th of February is your last chance to get signed up for Yoga and Story. So if you need to get in on that, uh, hint, if you haven't done it yet, then you fall into that category. Uh, the link is in the episode notes. There's a payment plan. Just come. It's going to be awesome. It's, it is. It's awesome. Uh, PSA number two, um, On the download last week, I kind of opened registrations for Grow Your Yoga Biz that starts in April. I'm not going to go into all of the detail right now about that. Um, Maybe I'll do a little bit at the end. But if you have been thinking about signing up for that course or if you've been on any of my preview calls for that over the past week or so, um, there's a crap ton is the official Harvard Business School measure of bonuses that finish up on Sunday night. So if you want to go take a look at Grow Your Yoga Biz, which is my four-month group training program, it's got $1,600 worth of bonuses, including private coaching with me and pretty much access to everything that I'll be teaching over the duration of the course in addition to the course. So if you want to take a look at all of that, uh, again, link in the episode notes, DM me on Insta if you have any questions about any of that. Let's get back to the task at hand. The dating analogy. Let's start with the dating analogy. I, uh, so obviously global lockdown, there's only, only so many times you can walk around the same lake in a face mask with a different person and be interested in doing it, right? So when we were allowed to go sit in a bar, actually this was a pub, a country pub, um, and have a beverage without a mask on, uh, I thought, 
you know what, Amy? It's been a long time since you've been alone. You've been Mount Kailashing in this shit for a long time. Time to go, like, interact. <laughs> you are a layperson after all. So, um, so, so someone on a dating app suggested that we get a drink, and I thought, well, okay. Uh, and um, he suggested that we go to a place, despite having lived here for a long time, that I'd never been to before, um, which is funny because it's right on the junction of the ashram turn-off. Although maybe that's not funny. Let's stop for a beer on the way to Yoga Nidra. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool. So we'll go do that nice, uh, he's an interesting bloke. You know, maybe not as, didn't perhaps divulge all of the important aspects one's probably looking for on a dating profile, as it turned out, but nothing unforgivable. <laughs> anyway, uh had a glass of sparkling water. He had uh, some wines, one of which he spilt on me. Never mind, doesn't matter. Uh, not unpleasant. The next day, I got a text message from him. And you know, I, I don't know, if, you've, if, you, if you haven't done dating, okay, lucky you, I'm jealous. But for all of you who are listening in and you know who you are and I know who you are, who are like, oh yeah, I know what she's talking about. So there's this thing, it's like, okay, then the next day you get the sort of text about like, that was nice, when do we do it again? Um, and so, you know, I got this text and uh, I thought, oh, that was nice. And I think I was in the middle of something else, so I just knew it was there and I was going to, you know, read that over lunch as a nice little gift to myself. Anyway, it turns out the text says, you're weird, but in a bad way. Do not contact me again. (laughs) I find it really funny now, but about the first 90 minutes after getting that text, I was actually quite upset because I'm thinking I felt unfairly judged. I felt unfairly judged. Like this guy's known me for 90 minutes. Um, And also just like, why say something nasty to someone you don't know? Like, where's who does that? What grown-up? Oh, isn't it just the thing that kids do? You say nasty things to strangers? Anyway, that was, what, two weeks ago, I guess? I've been sort of tuning in over the past period of time to, um, to, to how much nasty things people are saying to strangers. People that you don't even know. I'm not saying you're doing it, but it's happening, right? Whoa, just sledging and snarky meanness by people in our industry, folks. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about people who claim to have done a little bit of personal development, claim to be a little bit sensitive or self-aware and the snarky, mean, name-calling Mean Girls, all of it, stuff is happening. The judging of people that we don't know is happening and I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with it. So today I want to suggest that we, and this is not my idea, I got this from someone else and I didn't write down when I was taking my notes who I wrote it from. So just to be totally clear, (laughs) this is a terrible way to conduct yourself in terms of being transparent with your sources when you're making a podcast. Don't do this. I have written in my file called Podcasts Ideas, the David Attenborough principle. 
So if anybody knows, tell me whose who, whose idea is this? It's not mine, but it's a good one, and it's a good one. Um, and I, I, I want to uh, acknowledge whomever thought of it. I don't, I don't know who that was, but if you know, let me know. Okay, uh, the David Attenborough principle proposes that we approach life through this filter. Look at that amazing creature. Look at that amazing creature. So here's the thing. That dude that had two wines and a beer with my glass of sparkling water, one of which he spilt on me, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm not his cup of chai. (laughs) I've been single for a long time. I'm 43 years old. Fair to say, I know I'm very few people's cup of chai. (laughs) Very few. Uh, But imagine if he had been like, whoa, that's an interesting creature. I don't want to swim with that creature anymore. Or that's an amazing creature. I'm going to leave here now. You know what I mean? Like where the judgy bit comes in. And 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 this, this is going to sound a bit uh, egocentric, which is not my intention. But imagine if, if that dude in this, like take me out of it, some chick, some dude, whatever. Um... Imagine if that dude had had more of this David Attenborough principle. Look at that amazing creature. Rather than bad weird. Maybe he might have learnt something else. Maybe he might have discovered something new about himself. Maybe he might have been able to hone his dating game, interacting with me. Who knows? Maybe he could have learnt more about what he absolutely doesn't want to attract in a potential partner. Maybe he missed out on the opportunity to learn because of that snap judgment. Maybe we could be limiting our ability to learn new things because we're making a snap judgment and uh, missing out on an opportunity. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that any, I'm not suggesting for a minute that people should endure being treated poorly or or toxic relationships, or being discriminated, or disparaged, or slandered. I'm not saying you put up with bullshit. But what I am suggesting is, could there be lessons to be learned, even from people that we may not immediately bond with, or connect to? Could there be a teaching in a message that is coming from someone we wouldn't normally turn to? Again, I'm not suggesting that we endure bad behavior or or anything like that. But I do think that we can run the risk of um, narrowing our focus to a point where we become impenetrable to other opinions or views. And what I would hate for is that we become judgy. And say mean things to people that we don't know. You know, when that dude sent me that text, I I already knew that, man, I've got some work to do on the right speech thing, you know? Like, I like making a gag, and sometimes I say things that are actually mean to be funny. And I don't like that about myself. It's something that I'm, you know, it's on the list. It's one of the one of the things I'm working on. And when that guy sent me that message, you're weird but in a bad way, I just thought, Amy, you need to up your game. Because you feel crappy right now. And you need to up your game in in right speech, in not saying shitful things to people or about people. 
or about types of people, you know? Um, even if it's I am the type, <laughs> even if I'm even if I'm shit talking my own type, um, there's something to be learned in there. There's something to be learned in, in all of that from me that is a good thing. So let's then turn to the mythology piece and where do we go for teachings in the epics, the yoga epics. And today we're back in the Ramayana. So the Ramayana, it's the story of Ram. It's the story of Ram. It's, um, you know, that's the one that's got the flying monkey, uh, Anjaneya, Hanuman, Pancha, Mukha, Hanuman, all of them. Um, it's got Sita, the princess. It's got Lakshman, the great brother. It's that. It's Ravana, the ten-headed dude who lives in Lanka. It's that one. Um, so the story, you know, really, well, depending on your view, us feministers would say it finishes when Sita flips Ram the bird and jumps back into earth. But anyway, we'll get there later. Depending on who you ask, the culmination of the story is when um, Ravana dies, when they when they kill the bad guy. And this is some. This is a really. This is why these epics are just so infinitely bountiful in terms of how you can use their teachings for um, your classes, your workshops, your events, your retreats. Because there's just so many sub stories in in these texts. Infinite, infinite. Anyway, so. Um, so so they've been at war, you know, the um, Ram has gone to war with Ravana because Ravana has stolen Ram's wife, Sita, um, and and the he recruited, he, I don't know, it's, actually I think it's a bit of a dodgy deal with, um, with all of these monkeys to have them fight on his team. They had, they have their own kingdom, they had a... Um, a dispute between who was the rightful king and Ram sided with one of the brothers in that dispute and would fight for him if that brother got all of the monkeys Kishkinder to fight for him against um, all of the um, all of the demons and bad dudes uh, that 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 live on Lanka and and are uh, devotees of Ravana. Anyway, so the battle goes on. It's horrific. It goes for a long time. Lots of intricacies. Lots of not lots, but some. Um, uh, you know that guy was a bad guy. Became a good guy. Uh, you know the bad guy throws his son under the bus. Like things happen. Anyway, ultimately, uh, it's at the point where Ravana, aka bad guy, is lying, dying. Right, he's dying, and. Um, as he's dying, Ram, love this, fucking love this. Rather than Ram just being like, yep, sucks to be you, dude. You stole my missus and this is what happens. I'm trying to think of something from pop culture that would, um, you killed my brother, prepare to die. No, it would be like, you stole my wife, prepare to die. Anyway, that's happening. You know, he's he's doing all of the spluttering of the blood and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> And rather than Ram just being like, you know, the the um, the righteous victor, or the uh, the proud warrior, the conqueror of over evil, the reclaimer of wives, what he does is he goes to Ravana and he asks Ravana before he dies. He asks him. 
to share his knowledge. He asked Ravana, hey, tell me your teachings. Give me your teachings. Tell me your, tell me, share with me your wisdom before you go. Because Ravana was the bad guy. And Ravana did threaten to kill and eat, kill and eat (laughs) his wife. Did steal his wife um, through duplicitous means, you know, sidetracked Ram, stole his wife, threatened to, unless she had sex with him, threatened to eat her, couldn't have sex with her because he had a, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, curse put on him that if he took a woman against her will, he would die. Which I think it should just be like a curse that is applied to everybody. It's just what you get in your settings. <laughs> but anyway, he had that curse, but he so he couldn't rape her, but he could eat her. Also bad. Um, so, you know, and still Ram knew that as well as all of those things, Ravana was also a highly educated dude. He also had attained uh, magical powers, boons from the gods because of his level of discipline, tapasya, his, his spiritual dedication to doing his sadhana. Uh, he knew things. He was, a, he was a worldly guy. He had this crazy, special, God-made uh, like set of wheels that he flew around in, you know, um, and, and, and he, he was a statesman. He did manage his own lands, his own people. So yeah, was he an asshole? You better believe it. He was the asshole, but, and, and as he was dying, Ram went to him and said, please, Ravana, share with me your wisdom Tell me what you can before you die. How good's that? How good's that? And Ravana proceeded to do so because Ram went to his feet and asked with all humility, hey, share with me what you've got. Ravana did. And the things that he shared with Ram went on to support Ram in his endeavours. Well, ultimately... It was, you could argue that it was the downfall of Ram and Sita's marriage, but at least he, you know, he got, he got the word. (laughs) He might've forgotten at the pivotal moment, but he got it. And so I want us to, so the reason I wanted to share this story is because what we're seeing here modeled in that mythology is that there can be lessons to learn even from people that we might perceive as our enemy or even from people who um, we might not think we have anything in common with. There may be insight for us to gain from simply being open to someone else's experience, even if it seems very different from our own. And the thing that always... uh, you know, comes to me from, from one of my teachers, it's this idea of compassion, you know, it's like when the, um, if anybody does, um, you know, metta meditation, the, the loving kindness meditation, you know, the part where it's okay. Now call someone to mind that you don't like, it's easy to call someone to mind that you like, or your friend or your, you know, your pets. It's easy to, yes, I love, uh, may you be well, may you be happy. May you be free from suffering. I could do that all day long for people that I like, but Ooh, isn't it spicy when it's time to call in the person that you don't like. 
I've got to tell you, it's uncomfortable for me to do loving kindness meditation on that dude who called me bad weird. Not comfy. Not comfy. Important. Yep, not comfy. That's what it's, you know, but, and, and it's who we become in the process. Not that it's all about what we can get out of it. But surely when we can approach these situations with greater compassion and understanding rather than snap judgment, it's good all round. When that guy sent me that text, and I was shocked, the text I sent him back was this. Okay. He said, you're weird, but in a bad way. Don't contact me again. I wrote back. Okay, because, because I could have written back, why'd you have to be so mean to me? Or I could have written back, God, this one, ugh, please give me a second chance. Or I could have written back, you're a bastard. Or any of that. Um, but, you know, like, if you think about it, this guy doesn't know me. And he sent me that message. Like, it's got to suck to... It's got to suck to be, to, to feel like that's a good message to send to someone that you don't know. I, I'm really glad that I wouldn't want to send a message like that. And you must be in some pain to send a message like that, you know. It's got to suck. I think if we can come at, come at these things with an open mind and just a surrendering, a temporary surrendering of judgment or maybe a surrendering of judgment but it, but not a surrendering of discernment I don't know I'm throwing it out there like I said I wish these are more discussionary it's all one direction I'm not saying I got the answers people but I don't know I just feel like there is so much instant judgment rather than hmm what an amazing creature What an amazing creature doesn't mean you're condoning someone's behavior. It doesn't mean you agree with their sentiment. It doesn't mean you're on board with their view. It doesn't mean that you're going to be signing up to to join their, you know, their, their cheer squad. It just means you're curious in the difference. Curious of the difference before before being judge judgmental of the difference. Like Ram said. He doesn't love Ravana. He's not forgiving Ravana. He's not going to save him. He's not stopping the dude from dying. That's all still playing out. But he is curious to know. What? Tell me what you know. Because you know different to what I know. And maybe there's something in there for me that will make me a better person. Make pursuing my dharma more achievable. You know? So, I, I suspect that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already fall into the category of not being super judgy. So maybe then for us, we flip it and you actually take the role of the equivalent role of Amy getting the shitbird text from someone that she doesn't know. Where do you apply this? Well, maybe we apply it when we get a crappy comment on our Instagram Or maybe we apply it when someone sends us an an email. One of my clients got an email last week essentially saying that she defrauded somebody. Somebody had signed up for her monthly membership and didn't realize that it was a monthly membership 
and thought she, and she'd been in it a few months. And this the email that she got used some it was some really strong language about stealing. And I don't know about you, but being accused of stealing when when you're really trying to like be a good person, it's devastating. <laughs> You know, when you're trying to help people, yeah, you're trying to make money. But first and foremost, you and then someone says, you stole from me. You stole money out of my credit card. That's scary and horrible and devastating. And when we come at it from, wow, what an amazing creature. What's going on for this lady? You know, that, that she thinks I'm stealing money from her. Because obviously my client's not stealing money from anybody. But something's happened. Something's happened. So for us, maybe our role here is to take on that quality of Ram. When we are faced with adversity or we come up close against something that we really don't like or something that has caused us a lot of pain in the past, rather than shunning it or fighting it, i.e. I could have not texted that dude back at all or I could have sent him something back like, you don't even know me, you bastard. (laughs) That was me channeling 22-year-old Amy. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe we just go, wow, what what have I got to learn in here? How can I come at this in a better way? And it might not be, I mean, Ram actually asked Ravana to tell him, to share with him the wisdom. It's not always appropriate to say that. (laughs) Imagine I sent a text back to that dude. He already thinks I'm bad weird, right? He's never actually met someone who's a little bit woo compared to what he's used to. Can't actually understand that you make a full-time living working a couple of days a week in your pajama pants. Like, kind of, you know, I'm already bad weird. If I had have messaged him back saying, hmm, that's a really interesting text you sent me. And I'm thinking that I've more to learn from you and how you interact with people. And I think it could really be useful for me. In, in my communications with, with people in, in my dating life, could we get together? <laughs> I'm already bad weird. I've just become like catastrophically fucked up weird, restraining order weird. Like he thinks I'm coming to kill his dog. Do you know what I mean? It's not always like my clients, you wouldn't have written, oh, that's really curious that you think I'm stealing from you. I'm just wondering, does that like stem from something that happened in your childhood? You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that like Ram, you necessarily have to go talk to the person, but maybe we can all open up our hearts and minds and contemplate, you know, walk a, 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 a theoretical moment in their shoes, in their Birkenstocks, in their Blundstones, in their Doc Martens, whatever your people wear. What's, I wonder, what would it be like to be that? What, 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 not that we can never know what it's like to be somebody else, but we can seek to approach a situation, even an uncomfortable one, with compassion. Again, I'm not saying we self-abandon. I'm not saying we endure bullshit. None of that. I'm not saying we don't address and call out crappy things when we see it either. Ram didn't say, I forgive you, Ravana. Ram didn't say, you are not a bastard. <laughs> right? You are not a raping, murdering villain. You are all of those things. And what, what, what have I got in here? Is there anything that you would share with me, given that all that you've been through? So, here we go with a big one again. So, well, 
I really am weaving together the Ramayana, David Attenborough, and Amy's dating life. Who knew? Can you do it? Hopefully. Right now, it seems to me, and maybe I've just listened to a little bit too much Conspirituality podcast in a short period of time, but it seems to me that there's a lot of like judging and name calling going on in our in our tent in yoga land and i don't like it and i don't think it's good for us i think discernment is good for us i think informed conversation is good for us i think asking difficult questions is good for us but snap judgments and name calling you know public public comments about people we don't even know I don't know without any opportunity for recourse I don't know it's very precarious you know people we can't we, we talk about trauma sensitive yoga but what about the and so you wouldn't put your hand on somebody if you were teaching trauma-informed yoga, you wouldn't put your hand on somebody that clearly has the token that says, no, hands on, assist, please. You can't even know what, like the idea for most of us of doing that, you know, it's abhorrent, you wouldn't do it. But I see people doing things with their voice, with what they write, that may be equally more, I don't know, triggering. That guy sent me that text and it threw me for like 90 minutes. I was Facebook messaging with my sister so that she could give me the real talk. You know, I needed someone else to say, no, 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 you're good weird. You're good weird. It's not you. You're good weird. And I do a fair bit of work. I try to. Therapy, chanting, reading books, doing the things, you know, yoga. Imagine if I wasn't okay with myself. Imagine if... I was at risk, big risk, scary risk, and I got that text. We can't know what what might be a throwaway, I'm doing something else, I'm just going to text her because she was fucking weird and I don't want to have another drink with her, da 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 gone. Who knows? Now, again, I'm not suggesting that we're all responsible for everybody else's emotions and we, we never do anything. You know, you just, you just stay at home doing nothing. Well, what do you know? But you know you would you that you would actually put yourself in a cave, and and there are traditions for that, because of the potential harm you can do unknowingly. But I do think I guess I'm calling us all together. Like let's come and have a group hug. You don't have to touch if you don't want to. <laughs> um, an energetic group hug to say, oh, can we just like breathe a bit of love into this? Can we just remember to open our minds up and and be discerning and not judgy. And when we are judged in that way, when people do say mean things to us or about us, maybe we can also seek to keep a little bit of space between that happening and what we do with it. Maybe not that we need to cause ourselves unnecessary suffering or angst or any of it, but man, like, is there something in there for me? What an amazing creature. What, do, what am I actually seeing here? What an amazing creature. What, am I actually, what is this thing that I've never seen before? And, and 
what is my response to it rather than what is my reaction? I don't know. What do you think? DM me. I promise for all of you who messaged me and said, Amy, we would like a tutorial on joint venture partnership options. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. I will. But I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm infinitely and endlessly inspired by the teachings in these texts. That this one little thing, it's just a, who even knew that this conversation happened? If you haven't read the whole thing, there's just, it is littered with these little parables that are so powerful. Even at the feet of our enemy, we can learn something when we approach the situation with compassion and humility. Great. So good. So good. So my challenge for you this week is to... To, 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 to play with the idea of defaulting to David Attenborough instead of what might have been a habitual pattern. Whoa, look at this amazing creature. Look at this amazing creature. And to have awe in the difference, in that tiny pause, that momentary flicker, because in awe, you're not, it's not judgment, it's just blown open and being present with what is. To see what might be in that gap. And the flip, if you find yourself feeling unfairly judged, or if you are getting some correspondence or some tweets or some DMs that are spicier than usual, again... Find that, find that little kumbaka of curiosity, of compassion, of, of mm, you know, interest at a, at, a, at a, like a level that sort of almost transcends your, your karma on it, you know, to the degree that that's possible. And, and, and what's in there? And what's in there? And... And let's maybe, I don't know, maybe this is too lofty a request to ask of you, but I'm wondering, maybe we, we, maybe we, we look to see the good in people. And again, I'm not talking about, oh, Patabi Joyce wasn't so bad. I'm not talking about that. Obviously, he was a sexual predator and all the others that, I'm not talking about that. She was a cult leader. He was spreading misinformation. There are empirical things here. I'm not saying we we overlook any of that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'll continue to continue to seek that out and call it what it is. But where something is open for interpretation or where we don't actually know what's going on or we don't actually know somebody and what they're about, maybe we can be curious before judgment. Maybe we can be compassionate when we see someone else who is obviously acting from pain or fear. You know? I'm not going to endorse your COVID aromatherapy spray. You can't fucking kill that virus with essential oils. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care how good your thieves is. It doesn't kill the coronavirus. But I'm not going to judge you because that's what you're telling people. I don't know why you're telling people that. It's weird. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to tell other people that that's a solution. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, 
jump on you and seek to pulverize you and have you deplatformed and destroy your whole goddamn life because you think that your essential oils can kill a virus. I might report you to the platform because probably not a good idea to share that sort of stuff because it's not true. But I'm not going to shit on you personally, you know. I think there are ways to do things and and let's not presume we know someone else's motivations. I don't know. It's tricky stuff. Like I said, you know, this is a grey conversation. All the good ones are. I'm not saying, hey, let's excuse shitty behaviour. Let's let people get away with stuff. That is not what I'm saying. But I am wondering if, could there be a little bit more? Could we just do a little bit more research before we decide on something? I guess that's what I'm saying. And if we can't find any more information, then maybe we're not in a position to make a public judgment. We can have our own judgment, sure. But maybe just share it with your girlfriends. I don't know. Anyway. That's that for today. It's a strange one today, wasn't it? Anyway, there you have it. That's what happens when you David Attenborough, Ravana, Ram, Amy, and some weird dude in a pub get together and make a podcast. <laughs> what a surprise! It's weird. Ah, hey, if you want to, uh, if you want to play more with these epics, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, uh, learn more about these little subplots, parables. Um, chew them over, experiment with them in your own life, and weave them into your own teachings. Do get yourself signed up for Yoga and Story. You've got until Wednesday night for that this week. Uh, I did tell you the date before. Let me go back and check the calendar. 24th. Um, you got until the 24th to get in. And for anybody who's thinking about signing up for a GYYB, my four-month group training program, um, the registrations are now open for that and there are some seriously cool bonuses that finish up on Sunday night. That includes one-to-one sessions with me. It includes access to the live next live round of Social Media Confidence. It includes access to Facebook Ads Express and it includes access to my podcasting masterclass. So if you're interested in getting like all the things, <laughs> just paying for one of the things, that's essentially what the bonus is right now. Uh, that's at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B or the link is in the episode notes. And if you want to get yourself in for yoga and story, like I said, till Wednesday night, that's at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story. Thanks everybody for uh, listening to this thing. I really appreciate that. And I know so many of you like to do this, then do that, then do this, then do that. Uh, So I will be back next week with something that is a little bit more shiver encoded for those of you who like step by step. Um, Yeah, that's that. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.